I'm dead serious. Uh-oh. If I do not fill out that planner on Sunday, I will go into Monday and the rest of the week and nothing will get done. There's been times where that has happened, where I have not filled in for the week, such as this week, and I've done nothing. So... <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Productivity Lab, where we put the tips, tricks, and methods of getting stuff done to the test. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Kyle. And in this episode, we answer your question, how do we plan? But before we get to that, Kyle, what have you been up to? Let's see. I have been working on a short story lately. I called Election Day. It was inspired by working the election a couple of weeks ago, which in my head, working the election felt like a month ago. I don't know what's up with time. Time makes no sense to me. Uh, I'm currently working on that. I I was in the middle of working on it once, and I was like, I didn't like how this is looking. So I had to go back yesterday and start rewriting it again. So that's fun to realize that you made it, that you weren't liking the things that you, that you were writing. But didn't been doing that. Uh, Lots of audio drama work stuff, or, or the audio drama project I'm working on. Uh, me and my co-writer, we have a plan to finalize it one script a week uh, for the foreseeable future. We have, I think, 11 scripts planned for the first season, and we've so far finalized two since we started this plan up in November. But we're making headway this time. This is a project I talked about a lot on this show because it keeps on coming and going because it is a very ambitious project, but we're pretty determined right now to get this out sometime next year. Uh, but we haven't even gotten to the hard part yet, which is casting, which I've learned is the hardest part of, of them all. Uh, likely, though, since the last time we started working this project and put it off for a bit, is I've made some connections, uh, mostly online with people that are into podcasting. Uh, speaking of which, one of those connections uh, started her own, or their own, there's three of them, uh, they started their own uh, podcast uh, called Above the Mess. It's hosted by Maddie, Izzy, and Rosemary. They're people like us, Mark. They have too many interests, and uh, they just want to talk about all their interests and like how they manage their time and their task. It's basically a, a podcast for scanners. Uh, one of the hosts, uh, Maddie, she's the one that recommended the book Refuse to Choose to us on the podcast. She's also a self-identified scanner slash multi-potentialite slash uh, renaissance woman, whatever you want, <laughs> whatever you, whatever word you want to use. But the show's been really good. They've published, I think, three episodes so far. Really loving their chemistry. I recommend checking it out. If you like this show, you'll love Above the Mess. That is Above the Mess. I don't have the website in front of me, but I'll link to it in the show notes when I edit this episode. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else have I been up to? Yeah, just a bunch of classwork mostly and audio drama work. It's been a somewhat focused time in my life, which is kind of rare. <laughs> How about you, Mark? I'm still dealing with ever this is am i non-productive non-wanting to do anything period (laughs) outside of having to take care of my classes so uh the only thing that i've been doing is my classwork for copy editing and working on my uh final exam Mm -hmm. which is a medium copy edit uh of a document so been working on that and that's due thankfully next sunday 
not this coming Sunday. We're recording on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the 20th November. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving <laughs> to all our American listeners. It is the week before Thanksgiving, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Well, actually, when this comes out, we'll be past Thanksgiving. <laughs> I know. So, but <laughs> Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so it's due on the 29th. So thankfully, uh, we were given uh, two weeks to complete the edit for that, which is nice. Editing is such a mental draining process. And combined with that of me uh, just being in a mood and not wanting <laughs> to do anything. Yeah. Uh, I'm so thankful for those two weeks. So outside of that, uh, work has been very busy. Um, mm. There's been some work lately. Yeah, my work's been pretty busy too. Like I'm running yeah. a lot of projects right now, and I'm just like, where was this over the summer when it was a slow period? <laughs> like, I'm like, this is supposed to be the slow period. It's supposed to be a slow period, but uh, people are, th- are saying otherwise. So uh, outside of that, the only last thing has been I've been on a movie binge. So I watched Shang-Chi recently. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Really good movie. I went to see Eternals. Okay, yeah. Very different from the Marvel movies. Uh, It's an adult Marvel movie. It's an adult Marvel movie. So if if you don't bring your big brain uh, (laughs) with it, because it poses a lot of philosophical questions. Okay. I'm not going to get in, in, into yeah. that. But it's also pivotal because it's so cosmic Marvel. Mm. Like Guardians of the Galaxy introduced some of the cosmic stuff. Yeah. Like this introduces like, okay, like where are you going to go from here? The I've only seen like a TV spot for the movie. Maybe a trailer. I think I saw a trailer before Dune actually. Mm. And I, I was like, whoa, they're doing things in this movie. Yeah, they're going deep into the comics, which I love. I, I remember, folks, I grew up a, a comic head. Um, <laughs> I, I still, you know, get some special comics. I still have a collection of some of my comics that weren't stolen. So yeah, uh, and my uh, cards as well. You had the cards, uh, character cards that you collected oh, wow. as well. So I have all of that still. And then watching Shang Chi made me watch. Because uh, he has the poster on his wall, Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, um, yeah, it's a great movie. I've seen both movie. the sub and the dub, and I'm gonna say I actually prefer the dub or the sub in that one. But yeah, yeah. I never, yeah, never listened to the the, the audio dub. I listen to the original audio <laughs> and yeah. just read the subtitles. Yeah, great and movie, um, and Shaolin Soccer. All about oh, Shaolin I haven't Shaolin. seen Shaolin Soccer. Same director though. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Kung Fu Hustle yeah. though, that just is like. A great comedy and also a great homage to Kung Fu films. Oh yeah, it's it's so fantastic. And that poster is uh, on the wall in Shangxi, in it uh, in his room. So it's at the beginning of the movie. The poster for Kung Fu Hustle is on his wall, and one of the characters from Kung Fu Hustle is in the movie. Small part, and of course, Kung Fu Hustle. You have the original twenty two rings. Or how many ever rings that guy had on his arms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that part. It's <laughs> since I've seen the movie. Well, yeah, it's the- people made up posters of it, fake posters, oh, uh, with see. clips from uh, Kung Fu Hustle for the uh, Shang-Chi uh, movie poster. So um, outside of that, I've just kind of been binging <laughs> um, <laughs> TV and movies when I'm not working. Mm. I haven't been working on any uh, side projects, just classwork uh really 
um, has been taking my time and I haven't been pushing for anything else. So yeah, your classwork's a lot different than mine since you're going for certificates and everything for me. I'm like, I just want somebody to keep me accountable. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I'm paying for accountability because I, I realized that I'm pretty bad at finishing stories. I start and mm-hmm. I'm, that's something I want to get better at. And the class is good for that. And actually well, that's... we'll get to it in our, and I think our next, next episode what my theme's going to be, but I've been reflecting uh, on some things that I think might help me motivate that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's good that the, the, the class, you know, sometimes people take classes because they want to be held accountable yeah. um, and, and it helps them stick to it. And they also learn other things uh, throughout that process. Yep. Um, uh, we've been uh, reading a really good book called the writer's field gate, the wire, the writer's field guide by, I get my, my good reads is open by michael knoll uh it's it's a very good book i'll link to it in the description but if you're into writing it's very technical he uses excerpts from different books and explains like how this how the section works and uh yeah. has at the end of each chapter a challenge or exercise and actually the book has been our teacher the teacher herself she's the head of the department of career writing so she's a very busy woman she probably doesn't have that much time for us non-college students are taking college classes <laughs> and she she's been providing good feedback with like like with critiquing our work but she yeah. doesn't do language like lectures because this book is really really good so i can see why uh she made it the primary source of it but if you want to take this class for cheap i recommend the writer's field guide by michael Knoll and do all the exercises in it i actually haven't done all the exercises in it yet but um if you're looking for something like that but yeah my class is like there to be hold myself accountable because i'm not Writing every day isn't an issue for me. It's finishing something that I start is the hard thing for me. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any issue with that, any of that, uh, finishing um, something. Now, I'll, you know, not that I would abandon, like, uh, I haven't st- wrote on Project Witch, and that's mainly because uh, this has been the medium editing course, so a little mm-hmm. bit more focused in it um, uh, for that. So I, even though I started a project, which I kind of put on the back burner, but yeah, typically when I start a project, I finish it. Unlike like project dollar, I'm going to rewrite that okay. entirely. Um, but yeah, yeah. But you have it, finished something and you have self-published something, which is weighted, right? Make sure I get that yeah, right. Weighted yeah. and mixtape. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we'll provide copies of those in the show notes or copies of those links to those. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, reading the title links. of show notes. I forgot to change the show note title for the document on Google Drive. It says copy of show notes. I forgot to change the name. <laughs> of um, but yeah, like copy editing, I took that to improve my writing, uh, editing course to improve your writing. And uh, we actually are going through a book that I wanted to read, the copy editor's handbook. And it comes into you have the handbook and a workbook with uh, exercises. And so we're going through that. And so it's, it's be kind of being held accountable. My professor is, you know, reviewing my edits, providing feedback of, oh, you missed this here, or pay a little bit more attention to this particular area, and then reinforcing all the grammar rules and things that we learned um, as well. So it's it's been very informative. Uh, uh, and then it's like difficult because you're like, mm. When do I make the edit? Should I make an edit here? Is this right? Um, 
etc. So, and then it translates to writing. How that translates to writing is because some of these rules and things are in structure uh, pop in your to your head as you write. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. sometimes yeah. I immediately yeah. start writing and I'm like, wait, this is a fragmented sentence. So, and I correct it. Or <laughs> I start writing and I'm like, this is immediately a passive sentence I'm writing. So I reorder it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you would think like, yes, this kind of self-editing as you as you're writing and that can kind of get in the way uh, because your editor's brain is on and you pick up on those things and you're like, Oh, coordinating conjunction here. And there's like, wait a minute. No, it's not. Um, I think of all, all of those things uh, when writing and it somewhat bugs me because I'm such in that editor mode right now, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's good times. Um, it's yeah. After this, I'll have, I'll have about Six weeks break before I start the last course, which is heavy uh, copy editing, uh, which will probably be the most writing intensive because uh, then I'll uh, be rewriting whole passages uh, in uh-huh. my editing. Um, so fun, 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 fun. But let's leave that fun behind. All that editing and writing talk <laughs> and movie talk. Was, we, had <laughs> and, little, we had our little movie editing writing corner, which I guess is kind of common in this podcast because there's things that we like a lot. Exactly, and yeah. sometimes like Kyle and I it, don't talk about the stuff beforehand because then it kind of gives us a bit to catch up when we record as well. Yeah, like, part, oh, I'm gonna go behind the scenes. One reason why I like to do this is because part of the fun of the podcast, I think, is like kind of like getting to know the host a bit better. So I think that these sections are good for that. But that's why you also put chapters on the podcast players. You can skip ahead to the review if you want to. So we we provide the best of both. (laughs) So, Anyways, for those of you who have skipped ahead, welcome to the review section of the podcast, which we're not reviewing anything this time. We're going to talk about our systems uh, because I think it's nice to talk about planning occasionally. I think that planning itself is a very fluid process like how I plan it changes every few months or so as I adopt new tools. So this is a very, uh, I guess in the moment discussion we'll be having, but I think it'd be nice to know to know how we both plan and where we go from there. How about we start with you, Mark, and you could work, you could talk about this however you want to start from the granular daily planning or from like the more, uh, abstracted yearly planning or if you even go beyond yearly planning. I don't even know if you do that. Because I know some people do like five-year plans. I don't know what your what your planning systems like at all, Mark. So my planning, I do have a five-year. So it's simply not planned at the level of each year. What are you doing? It's just a where would I like to be in five years from now, and I can tell you that that has drastically changed, and that's okay that it's changed. Uh, but I do, uh, I do write that down and note like, well, five years from now, where would I like to be? Um, so I have not done that since the past year, since I've drastically changed. Okay. So uh, you ask yourself, the, but you ask yourself the question like, where do you see yourself in five years? Like the cliche yeah. interview question. Yeah. The cliche interview question: Where do I see myself in five years? Because it gives me an idea of where to target. And where to focus? I still think it's um, what I put for five years. Will st- I will still do, mm-hmm. but I've pushed it out even further because I shifted 
what else I would prefer to do or be in that five years and then get to that point. So, mm-hmm. you know, things are constantly changing. It's okay that they change. Um, and even though you plan something, you know, you don't necessarily have to stick to 100%. Just you can change it. So keep that. In, uh, I guess I keep that. I keep that in mind when whenever I do my planning. Mm-hmm. Is that even though I may I start my process at the year. So I start yearly, quarterly, monthly, weekly, then daily. That's how you do quarterly uh, plans. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, so for the yearly, um, so we're coming upon that point. In which next month I need to do my annual business meeting (laughs) for my LLC. I I mean, you do it means you have to do it because legally you're obligated to have an annual business meeting. Yes, correct. Um, So that's when I also do my uh, annual planning and I do my yearly review as well. So I start with uh, uh, yearly. So it's coming up. I'll be looking to see. uh, I'll review. 2021 mm-hmm. gosh it's, we're starting 2022 i know it feels like um, we just began <laughs> happy happy 2021 oh wait right <laughs> month left i caught myself saying 2020 the other day um yeah so i'll start with 2022 and i'll say okay and within there i start with the focus not necessarily a goal what is my focus going to yeah, be? Yeah, like for the theme as we discuss a lot in the show. It's different from a theme. Oh, it's different. Okay. All right. Yeah. My theme can uh, apply to my focus, but my focus is the thing. So for 2021, my focus was writing and publishing. Now, publishing was more of a goal Sorry. than an As you were saying, your focus, your my camera went out. Of my camera went out of focus. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> right, go ahead. I thought that was a great, a great interjection by your camera. Yeah. <laughs> so my focus, the so in 2021, I wrote focus uh, that my focus was writing and publishing. Okay. So the focus is more to write uh, for 2021, and the and publishing was more of a goal, mm. if you will, not like. But that's besides the point. The theme was uh, uncomfortability. Um, so uncomfortability uh, can apply to writing, uh, mm-hmm. being uncomfortable writing. I, for me, publishing, uh, doing self-publishing for the first time mm-hmm. was yeah. extremely right uncomfortable. You're yeah. putting something out there for people to to asking them to purchase, right? (laughs) And then you're like, this is crap. Why did I publish this? Uh, Anyway, so that's my focus. I start with the focus. Um, So 2022 is likely going to be writing again um, as the primary focus. And the focus informs the process that I will go through. So then once I have that defined, I then set what goals that I want to Mm -hmm. accomplish. So again, in 2021, uh, my goal is to publish X short stories and uh, X collections mm. and whatever. You know, I made a list of projects or, or things that I wanted to complete in 2021. And what do you and make this list on? Is it paper? Or? This is all in Notion. Okay, Notion. Okay. I use Notion uh, for this and I have tables and it interlinks with my other tables mm. that uh, when I create new uh, new tasks or new projects... It all relates to the higher level projects. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I would say as somebody who's kind of left Notion behind a little bit, Notion is still one of the best long term planning softwares out there. 
I think because like how it works, it makes it great for long-term planning. That's just a side note. Side note. Yeah, it's my personal wiki. I don't need. I already have writing uh, software that I use for yeah. writing, and because it's my personal wiki, I don't need to access it daily mm. or anything of that nature. So I don't have any urgent need or access uh, to it. Like uh, if it's off, like the times it's been offline where they had issues, and even where like. A, there were AWS issues, which took down half the internet. Oh yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't notice that Notion was offline because I don't use it in that capacity. Yeah, that's why I saw using as like a daily thing as well because they they're not really reliable. But yeah, if you want to like store some stuff and they want to look up occasionally, great place to go. Well, yeah, if you're if you're using any online only tool, you're yeah. gonna just have to expect yeah. that you're relying on internet connection yeah. or availability for it. But um, so I use, I uh, record all of this within Notion. Uh, as I define my goals, that's when then when I get into the quarterly and monthly. Mm. So then I will look at a particular project that I have or goal that I want to complete, publish something. And then I'll look and say, slide it like I want to do this or publish this by Q2 mm. 2021. And are your quarters right? like starting January or are you kind of like Yeah, fiscal? starting January. Years not 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 fiscal. Okay. All right. No, no. Um, I my company does the fiscal stuff and it completely yeah. throws me off. Our twenty twenty our fiscal year twenty two twenty twenty two started in October. It's like, yeah, it's like yeah. I, I do January through December. <laughs> yeah. So then the quarterly and monthly stuff also kind of go side by side, and I slot in. I want to complete this project by Q three, mm-hmm. right? And then I look from a monthly perspective, okay, what are the deliverables that I need to complete that? Mm. And I break it down over each month. Each month, I would like to have X portion done for this particular project. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would uh, slide in for for the months. Um, and then for those projects, we slide down to the weekly. Mm-hmm. And I look, okay, I need to del- deliver X for this particular project for the month. By the end of the month, I need to hit this milestone for it. So how do I need to break this down on a weekly basis to to meet that? And uh, I do my planning uh, weekly. So every week I have my physical planner at this point. So we left Notion when it comes to the yearly quarterly and monthly planning mm-hmm. we now leave notion and go to my physical date a weekly <laughs> planner yeah and it has a you know i have the uh the sheets are open and it has the whole week uh, on there and for, it's just lines for, for the dates. paper fans out there what brand do you buy um i use cloth and paper cloth and paper i never heard of them uh, it's a black owned business that does very stylish creative planners they do whole packs with planners and page flags, like very neutral, uh, neutral colors and tones and clips that they have. So, <laughs> and they have pin packs. Uh, if you subscribe to their pin packs, so um, that's who I use. Actually, my and my planners are literally from their my uh, folio that I house the planner in is from cloth and paper. So I have two of their planners. I already have my 2022 planner set up and that's in a different, um, different plan. Oh man. I see. I'll post, I'll post pics 
and our um, for y'all to see this somehow on the blog or something. Uh, but um, my twenty two one is twenty twenty two one is set up. It's a disc. I'm going with the disbound planner because I already have a disc uh, puncher, uh, hole puncher, to add to it, and I already have my page flags and rulers set up, ready to go. I use the week spread, which which is just two pages, with uh, split with the days, and then I just manually write in what I need. Uh, that's easy. Again, I'll post pictures for y'all to see what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm moving that. around here, so forgive the the change here and mic noise. Uh, but so I keep that planner open on my desk for for the weekly basis, and I just kind of go through and I look at my calendar and say, "What do I need? Here's what I need," and I do it by my daily things. Uh, remember our daily theme oh, yeah, episode? Yeah. yeah. So if it's any writing projects, then I slot in my writing task on those uh, days that I write. And uh, like audio production or production, I call production day, is if I do any video or audio editing and recording. Those are my Saturdays. And so any anything related to that, I slot in on Saturday for my weekly planner. Uh, Sundays are studying in the morning and writing, and I slot that in. So I know that's 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 a uh, at a high level of kind of what I do from that particular standpoint. Again, quick recap: I do annual, quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily planning. I do focus uh, for the year, things that I'm focused on, and then goals are tied to that focus. Uh, the goals are broken down into milestones in which I slot in through the uh, quarterly and monthly dates. Mm. And then I go at a weekly basis. And based off those milestones I need to hit, I slot them in based on the daily theme. So if, if Sundays, yeah, if Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays are the days that are right, any writing focused projects are slotted in on those days. Um, and studying is on Sunday, Wednesday, and yeah, Sunday, Wednesday, sometimes Tuesday. Tuesday is kind of a self care day as well as Friday is a self care day. Mm-hmm. I slot those in there. And I move uh, from the high level in Notion and using that uh, as far as my planning and move to a physical planner. For my weekly and my daily planning needs. Hmm. Now, again, I have not talked about Trello. <laughs> oh, yeah, which is super important for you, as I know. Yeah, that's extremely important. So if if Notion is my personal wiki, think of the documentation for any projects that I'm working. Uh, that's the documentation aspect uh, where I write notes and research if I need uh, for that for those particular projects and tables and everything else. Trello is what I use to execute on those projects because it also integrates with my calendar. And I have all the due dates for any writing projects, any of my writing boards, any of my writing tasks, even for TPL, Mm -hmm. uh, any editing episodes and things, uh, due dates are all on those Trello cards which synchronize to my calendars and kind of help when I'm doing my weekly planning. I can look to see for the week, what do I have due? And I see those Trello cards on my Google Calendar, and I can slot them into mm. my weekly planner. And so I keep that weekly planner 
on my desk. If I do not fill out that weekly planner, nothing gets done for the week. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, essential that weekly planning uh, ritual is that important. I'm dead serious. Wow. If I do not fill out that planner on Sunday, I will go into Monday and the rest of the week and nothing will get done. So I have to, every Sunday, fill out the planner. There's been times where that has happened, where I have not filled in for the week, such as this week, and I've done nothing. So <laughs> um, that, so I will break there. Uh, I don't know if you have any questions about my planning or if you want to just jump into how you plan. Yeah, so what was your inspiration for doing, like we, we did do this differently. I like your focus. Like what was the inspiration for that? Like were you finding like times you weren't really that focused so you had to have the focus in your life or and um, also the quarterly uh, themes too like that's something or the quarterly planning that's something i don't even think about like what were your inspiration for both those the correlating planning uh, uh, just the yeah for the focus we we'll to start the focus what's the inspiration for the focus that's a good idea that i should implement in my life so the focus um i continually found with goal planning and that i when you don't hit that goal you kind of like just you just like, oh, I missed my target, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like I didn't do it. And the reason why was when I was running Austin Podcasters, Yeah, you know, that was increasingly taking a focus mm-hmm. there. So all my other personal goals that I had defined and set for myself was constantly being moved, constantly being missed. And I wasn't hitting it. And I was starting to feel like really down about like yo i decided years ago that i wanted to start writing again Mm. and more get back into creative writing and i'm not doing that because i'm doing something else so every writing goal that i set i would miss and so it was with some introspection and and there were some other things i i can't pinpoint them at the time when i changed i'm trying to think of them and I'm looking for the books and I'm not seeing the books. But it was over a collection of just different writing books that I was reading at the time where I decided that I didn't want to set a goal anymore and I wanted to set a focus. Okay. So I didn't want to say my goal is to, is to write because when you set a goal and you meet that goal and you're done with it, what else do you yeah, do? Yeah. Now it's you have like to define like a new goal. Practice versus goals argument in it, the productivity communities. Exactly. So when I switched it to focus, my focus, uh, now know where I got it from. <laughs> um, it was kind of when I personally revamped my organization setup and I was using the para method. We never reviewed this. I know, we talked, I talked about it a We got reviewed this one these days. <laughs> So it was project uh, para p a r a. Uh, it's project area resources archive, and it was the area in which you define or set up the areas of your life in which you would like to focus on. And I was setting up things like travel. Mm. Um, this is area of life. Finance is an area of life. Education or training is an area of life. And I was like, huh, reading became uh, got back on my big list. Uh, as an area that I would like to focus on and reading more. And then writing became an area. And it made me rethink my relationship with goals. Mm -hmm. Um, So I changed it to focus. And the focus then hints to me about process. 
if my focus is to write, then my process must be to write. Therefore, I, ha I need to write. Now, it doesn't matter what I'm necessarily writing. I may not publish a lot of stuff. I haven't actually published anything mm -hmm. in quite a while, but I'm still writing. Um, I just haven't published anything. So the focus helps me think about the process. Um, and if I can just focus on the process of writing, then I will have the output. Uh, and it's whether or not I publish that output. So that's, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of um, why I've switched to a focus. And even when I do my monthly or quarterly planning, um, I no longer list, I removed all mention of goals, actually. I, oh, really? I do know okay. that publishing a short story is a goal, right? I do know it's a goal. I know it's all terminology. I do know it's a goal. But instead, what I write is like my top focus for the month or my secondary focus for the month. Those are things that I actually write in. And so that can be um, completing the edit of the short story or writing 5,000 words or doing whatever. That's my focus or my focus is on editing. And it kind of helps me mentally realign myself. And sometimes you need those things. And, it, and it's, it, it, there was a TED talk about different mind bugs and how certain words or whatever trigger or set a particular mindset or intention that, and sometimes if you change the terminology of something, um, you kind of change your relationship with it. Mm. And that's what I'm finding. Changing my, uh, changing the terminology from goals, uh, which you can't have goals. They can come, they can end and go away. And then you move on to something else yeah. to change it to focus is that I want to focus on, on this particular area and whatever outputs I, I produce are the outputs that I produce. I got so, to do this for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So in thinking about it, it's the, the para method uh, that I had mentioned. Uh, it was also getting into um, stoicism, right? Mm -hmm. And not focusing on the end result, just kind of doing what you can do. Um, you can't control the outcome, right? So I'm like, oh, I, I like that. Let me try to apply that uh, throughout my life. So yeah. that's that's my long answer uh, to that. Um, and the quarterly, was, the quarterly planning too. I find that also oh, quarterly. Too. I could see a good, so, I could see a good reason for it though, but I want to see if it's the same reason I'm thinking of. Yeah, the quarterly the uh, the quarterly is more about trying to do milestones. So as yeah. the nature of the projects that I had changed, I wanted to have a little better outlook of what I was trying to shoot for mm. uh, within that area. So it kind of gave me, especially uh, as I adopted more writing-centric projects, if I was wanting to write longer stuff and publish mm. stuff, I started to learn what my throughput was. Uh, I know my what my cadence is for writing. So if I was simply, simply to focus on writing, I know what my cadence is mm. for that. So if I... like. Project Witch was going to be a short story. I was uh, thinking probably around the um, uh, 3,000, 4,000 word mark. I've written double that. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of expanded to be much larger, right? So, but if I was looking to do a writing project like that, I would kind of have a target word count. Mm -hmm. And I know my writing cadence. Um, I know the dates that I, I write. 
and we didn't get into the detail, but I do yeah. break it down into sprints when I'm actually working on yeah. those particular yeah. things. Yeah. So if I know how many words per hour I can write, I know how many sprints I can break okay. that 25-minute chunks I can break that down into, and then I can plan that throughout the week. And so then I know what my cadence is for the month, and then I know the break that I would need from editing, the different rounds of edits. And so I would know the time that I would need to spend editing mm-hmm. and then to get feedback from others uh, uh, when they read it or critique it. And so it helps me just kind of break it down into like just a, a, a milestone of saying, yes, I would like to release this mm-hmm. in Q3. Um, and then I know from a monthly perspective kind of, initially what those would look like if it's a different non-writing project um then i will have to just kind of go through that mm-hmm. analysis and do do a t-shirt t-shirt size small medium or large um, that's the t-shirt size oh, sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> work terminology um and then i will have to assess what that looks like uh and so then i may with that because you asked that question i may actually just eliminate monthly Mm. and just do quarterly yeah um uh, and just kind of because i kind of i'm finding monthly to be a little bit redundant Mm. so if i have the quarterly here's my focus of things for the quarter or for this block period um and typically it's maybe to release something or, or of that nature um then i can focus on those particular things because as i reduce what's on my plate I no longer have a need for monthly like yeah. I used to. Um, and now I can, uh, now it's a, a particular area of focus that I'm in. And then I just work mm-hmm. on that particular thing in there. Uh, but I'm still hitting my focus, the process of writing, which is, which makes me feel so much better and which has actually allowed me to write so much more okay, than okay. instead of focusing on a goal. Okay, my yeah. goal is yeah. to to write this or, or release this. But if I can just, I can enjoy it more. I can spend more time with it. I feel more lax. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm trying to get rid of the monthly now, and I may just do quarterly. So within this period, um, I would like to have uh, focus on these particular areas. And if I produce that output, I produce the output. Uh, if I don't, I don't. This is just what I'm going to focus on mm. for for this block. Does that answer your question? I think so. I think it helps a lot. Hopefully, our audience also is clarified as well. I might implement quarterly planning, but we'll talk about what I do right now. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, I guess I don't have any further questions, especially since we're at 43 minutes of recording. Yeah, I didn't, you should have so. told me to shut up. <laughs> I didn't mean to go for so long. <laughs> yeah, well, this might be a long episode uh, just because it's a little bit more in-depth and a little bit more behind-the-scenes. So to start with me, I don't do yearly planning, although I think I should. And I I already know the, the issues with my system. And I think talking to you has given me light on the issues of my system. But I do the, I basically do yearly themes and just kind of stick with that. Which I'm like, this is the year, this year was the year of uh, finishing it. I was trying to finish more things. That means like if I pick up like a book, got to finish it. Uh, ironically i quit like three books at the beginning of the year but uh, <laughs> and then uh also quit a few writing projects and other projects so i kind of altered the theme to like finishing it uh or finishing things that i think uh that are worth finishing i think is what i changed it to i wasn't mm-hmm. officially run down 
but philosophically that's the approach i'm going with is like the uh finishing things are worth finishing which is uh very abstract which is i think i guess you'd say is a problem with the theme which would be great if i had a focus involved and i think i'm going to apply that next year so maybe in our yearly theme episode we'll do themes and focus that'll be in two episodes Mm -hmm. we'll we got time to think about it. we got about a month to think about it before we record the episode. Yep. But I start with my yearly theme, and I kind of start with, like, vague ideas of what I want to do that year. Never really write them down. Uh, I might put them on Google Calendar, like, if it's, like, an event happening, but nothing like, got finished by this date. It's just more like, okay, here's my theme. And then I have my list of projects on my project board, which used to be on Notion before I stopped checking Notion, and I realized I should get more visible. So I got my project board which you could listen about and I think our last episode, uh, Kyle Band Boards, which is my modification to the prior the rotating priority board. Uh it could be uh, yeah, rotating priority board from um well, I forgot what it's called. Refuse to choose. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, yes. I, I I just woke up an hour and a half ago. I usually wake up way before we start recording, but this week, I was up late last night, so <laughs> I, <laughs> my brain isn't at full at full capacity yet. Well, I started the yearly theme and I have my list of projects on my Caliban board, which used to be a notion and they're grouped in different ways. Uh, everything that's not active is off the board and everything that is active or should be active is on the board. And those are the things I focus on. And then I go down to monthly planning, which is when I actually take a look at my list of projects I have going on and things like with due dates, like our, each episode of every, Everyday CB wins. Wow, see, I'm slipping again. That's an old podcast. <laughs> Each episode of the Product City Lab that I have to edit has to go on my on my Google Calendar as well and my newsletter as well. And those uh, uh, are always going to be there as high priorities that I'll be focusing on. But my monthly planning itself, I only write down about five-ish goals slash tasks I need to complete that month. The point is to not overdo it because I used to not have a limit on how many goals and tasks I had for each month and I'd just be filling the whole thing up. And then the next thing I know, I did like three of them and I let myself down. So I found that five is ambitious enough for me. Uh, I could break those down into like sub goals as well. Like I could be like, okay, finish this short story this month. Okay, but I also got to write this thing, this thing, and this thing or something like that. But the the general idea is I write down about five to six, I'll say, uh, goals each month. I don't expect to accomplish all five to six. I expect to accomplish like around three to four on a good month. Uh, but those those are where I make my decisions for the rest of the month. So right now, for example, my monthly goals are uh, finishing a book that I started at the beginning of the month. I read it in a week, which was nice. Uh, working on the audio drama, finalizing a few episodes on it, so which I once a week is our plan for that. Uh, Finish reading another book called The Body by Bill Bryson. And then, let's see, no screens after dinner. That didn't work out. Uh, spoiler alert, that one has been a complete failure. I hate this time of the year. It's hard to go into a full evening of darkness and not be lit up by a screen. Uh, I have a plan to read, finish two to three books uh, this month. And I've actually done that already, so that's nice. And the other one is to finish a short story I'm working on called Election Day which I've had to rewrite that one, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show. So it might not be finished this month, especially with all the Thanksgiving stuff. But I put in a lot of efforts to that one, so I'll give myself half credits. So I, I start with those goals generally, 
And then I break them down into weekly tasks, which this is could be as long as it needs to be. Uh, the weekly task and goals is just everything that needs to be done that week, like edit an episode of TPL, uh, do some classwork, finish a book. If I'm near the end of a book, I'll put that onto my task list, finalizing episodes for the audio drama project and so on and so forth. That is my my weekly task, which I think is, I think, my core task list, really. This is the one I kind of operate with the most. And then after that, I break it down onto a daily task list on uh, Todoist. But I don't really use Todoist the way I used to. I used to use Todoist in like a lot more gamified way. They have this thing on it called Karma, where if you complete X number of tasks within your own goals, that's very flexible, you get more Karma. And then if you get a certain amount of Karma, you get ranked to a certain level. <laughs> it's like a, you get gamified. Like right now, which I'm actually surprised I'm still here, I am a, let's see, I'm a Grandmaster which is basically the second highest level of Todoist. The highest level is uh, Enlightened, maybe? Let me see what it's called. It's something like that, second line or something. <laughs> it's completely arbitrary. And I used to kind of, uh, I used to like really try to max this out with like trying to do as many things as possible on my days so I could get more and more points. And I realized that was actually detrimental to my mental health. So I now used to do this mostly as a reminder. I have a few recurring tests uh, task in there for habits like going to the gym and so on it's more of like a reminder system now than like a specific task system the primary task list in my life is a weekly task list which it used to not be it used to be the daily but that was when i was using notion and never checking notion for my weekly goals but now i have this whiteboard i look at all the time even like every time I'm in this office i look at this thing i have no choice i'm looking at it right now and i think it helps <laughs> really put things into perspective and focus for me so every week I go through and I add more uh, to the, or not add more, I revise the task list for each week and I uh, take things to the monthly goals or roll things over from the past week and bring it to the next week. But as for like specific things, like complete things by X date, I don't really have that. And I think I should start implementing that to my system because I had a plan to finish a novella by October this month or this year. Never did it. So like, 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 it'd be nice to have that again because like I, this is my year of finishing it, but I had the issue of losing focus too often and going to the next most exciting project. And I find that working in teams like with TPL or the audio drama projects or in like a little bit more abstract sense, the class I'm taking right now, as I mentioned earlier, I'm bad at finishing stuff. The writing isn't the hard part for me. It's the finishing it. I'm really bad at losing that focus if I don't have a personal accountable person uh, to keep me accountable. So there's been a recent addition in my life that has been making huge impacts on keeping my focus. I'm a part of a virtual mastermind group on Discord. And in this mastermind group, there's like maybe 10 or 12 of us. Uh, we all have like our own channels for where we post like our own goals on and like, like our own story goals. And we help each other out there. It's a really cool system we have going on. And every week in that, in that uh, Discord, I publish my weekly task list and I pin it to my channel since we are all given local like like limited moderation uh, that's that's directed to only our channel so we like modify it the way we, we want to and I'll pin it I'll pin that to the channel and then that way people could check the pins they could see what my task list is they then uh, uh, they could now hold me accountable because like oh this is everything you said you're going to do this week at the end of each week this is saying that I do 
I actually sit down in that Discord and I go through every task on it and I rank myself using a red circle, yellow circle, or green circle emoji next to each task. And red circle means like did not do or was not finished. And the yellow circle is usually partial completion and the green circle is completion. And I write down next to each task uh, why I completed it or why I didn't complete it. And it holds me even more accountable that way. And that system for me, just that public accountability has made it so much easier for me to, be, to maintain focus. I think I might start doing in that Discord, start publishing my monthly goals and probably quarterly after this, uh, just because it seems like that that just having somebody there in this group, like my 10 or 12 other people who could read my task list whenever they want to, holds me so much more accountable. So that's a new addition to my system and it's been super helpful. And I'm happy that we got this community started. Other than that, I would probably be losing a lot more focus. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I will uh, not complete everything I start. And so uh, my my planning is much more of a work in progress because I'm really bad at maintaining that focus and it's always been a struggle with me. But I learned that collaborative writing and collaborative project building has always been better at maintaining that uh, that part for me. So that is my system for work. I use a different task manager than Todoist. I use Microsoft To Do if anybody's curious because it integrates with, with Outlook pretty well. You can just mm-hmm. flag a, a an email in Microsoft or in Microsoft Outlook, and then it'll bring it over to Microsoft To Do as a task. And then I find that super useful. Personally, I used to do this as my daily as my daily task manager, but really, it's that weekly checklist that really drives my life, which shows like why it's bad for me to plan things long term because I plan things week to week mostly. The monthly planning one is there, but it's not as important to me. So I think I've learned a lot from you <laughs> right now, Mark. I think in our in our yearly theme episode and two episodes, we will most likely talk about our focus if we have that in mind yet. But yeah, that's that's my system. It's a little bit more disordered than yours, I'd say. <laughs> but uh, I think that's <laughs> like the perks of the show is that we get to learn a lot, and that's why I love doing this show is we get to learn a lot from not only each other but the community of productivity because we test things out and do you have any questions mark no look because like a lot of the stuff that you've changed or implemented i've already asked the questions on like your rotating board which i'm still using and enjoying um uh its use though i do like that you've added a uh, mastermind group yeah. because those are actually really good for accountability yeah, to it's... have someone at to hold you uh to it it's super helpful and uh i yeah social accountability if you could get it do it like it's super helpful like yeah 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 and even though like i've kind of i guess like over the many many years my process everyone's process changes. my process has changed and again it started from my initial job it's because I had to take care of like um, I used to do release management and uh, you know train developers on agile methodology and sprint planning and all of that good stuff um, and time tracking like that was super huge for me um, so I've applied that stuff in my daily but then you know as I mentioned as the nature of the work or projects that I'm working changes so does my process of planning. Mm-hmm. 
Now, one important thing I didn't mention, it, it, this kind of gets into the nitty gritty, and I do still consider all of that of what we discuss high level. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like my, I also do like time blocking on days I really need to get focused right. on, which I didn't talk about, but I use Google Calendar for time blocking. Pretty simple. You're right. So one thing that I, I don't think we've ever discussed or talked about, but one crucial piece that I use uh, when I use set up task for Trello for, you know, specific projects that I'm working or whatever. Um, I do use the SMART methodology. And so SMART is kind of uh, acronym S-M-A-R-T. So it means specific, uh, it means specific, measurable, achievable, achievable, um, relevant, and time bound. So whenever I do decide that uh, here's a particular project that I want to work, when I'm filling out my Trello card for that project, right? Um, here's a project that I have. Doesn't matter what what the size of the project is. Here's here's the item. I try to be very specific with what it is and what it's about. So I have my own little templates and, and Trello that I must fill in. Like, what is this about? What's your goal? What, what's the focus of it? What are you considering the output to be? Um, so I'm being very specific. I measure it, like, when do, how do I determine uh, the output or that it's been, you know, successful and make sure that the the goal Mm. or task is measurable in the output. Um, So when I've done X or when it's whatever, attainable, you know, make sure that it's something that you can actually do or achievable. Uh, Sometimes people... uh, swap the letters for other words mm. so achievable or attainable yeah you know make sure this it's it's you're not trying to you know i want to land on the moon in january of 2022 like that's not achievable come on <laughs> i like that you're shooting for it but yeah and then uh the r for relevant um is make sure that it's relevant to what you're you're doing mm. and so it's relevant to the my focus and, and to the things that i want to accomplish um and then lastly, time bound. Uh, you have to give yourself a deadline. So everything that I, every project does have a deadline. Again, we kind of alluded to that because I slotted in Q3. I do put a specific date mm. uh, on the Trello cart. And I have different milestone dates on my Trello cart that I'm hitting for those particular projects. So even if it's a post for the blog, I fill that out. I'm very specific about what it is or what's the focus when I'm trying to get across in, in it mm-hmm. and what the out measure, the output, it's achievable. It's, you know, uh, it's not something huge mm-hmm. that I need to do a lot of research for. There's been some that I kind of can because I've been reading studies on and I'll, I'm, I'm just going to pluck one line out of the study for it. Um, and then, and make sure that it's time bound. Um, you have deadlines to it and then kind of hear it to yourself, mm-hmm. right? don't have deadlines then you're never going to yeah it. yeah that's another thing too like with this audio drama projects we didn't really have deadlines until this year that's making a big difference yeah in it. <laughs> so, yeah yeah so the smart methodology or smart method is something that i do apply to all my projects mm-hmm. and it's crucial and it's key and it, and it really helps me move along so that's gets all plugged into every project and thing that i work into trello mm-hmm. so i just wanted to mention that all right. Well, I think that's it for today. I know I have something to do in about 10 minutes, possibly. We have a window with a 
some housework. So you don't want to have people in the background as we're doing this. With that being our our re, our rundown, our breakdown of our planning systems, I think it's time to move on to the next topic, which is saying that we'll be reviewing next episode, which is episode 65, which means it's going to be a... Wait, 65, right? I <laughs> should get the episode numbers right. Check-in. Yeah. yeah. Episode 65, uh, we're going to be reviewing Deep Work by Cal Newport, which Cal Newport has made many appearances on the show. Not literally speaking, but we talk about him a lot. Uh, we'll be talking about Deep Work, which I've read this book before, but it's been years, and I'm looking forward to reading it again. Uh, I consider it to be a very influential book in my life, and I think I've forgotten a lot of the lessons from it. So if you'll read along with us, in two weeks' time, we'll be reviewing Deep Work by Cal Newport. It's about 300 pages, but it shouldn't be that hard of a read. I think Cal Newport writes in a very accessible way. So I would recommend yeah. picking that up if you want to read along, and we'll be back in two weeks to review that. In the meantime, you could follow me, uh, Kyle, at KyleSQ9 on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow my blog, Quadrant9.net. And you can also follow my fiction writing at... or fiction writing which is at jonathankweb.com how about you mark you can find me on instagram and twitter at askmarkio that's askmarkio and you can find my nine published writings but my old writings in which blog i haven't updated and can i get make this any more modeled <laughs> at askmarkio uh, that's askmark.io and you can find everything that we talked about on our wonderful website tpl.show for short or the productivity lab.show. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Productive Lab. All right, that's it. See you next episode. Until then, stay productive. We forgot to plug the and we forgot to plug the show. <laughs> uh, do you want to plug the show? You usually do oh, it, so I almost yeah, skipped it. <laughs>